Good morning, church. I thank you for your prayers this last couple of weeks. I've still got a ways to go before the doctor says I can drive. Uh, I'm not driving right now. And uh, it seems like forever since I've been able to share with you from the Word of God. And uh, Terry knew and Tim knew I couldn't get away without doing it. Somehow when I'm preaching, I feel better anyway. And I want to interject right here in the middle if you turn to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Sometimes people wonder, well, preacher, why do you have a service like you're having today with just a bunch of praise and worship and testimony? And I'm going to tell you why. Because we live in difficult days. And I don't know about you, but I just need to be around people who want to praise the Lord once in a while. And um, it helps me. I've, I've already been blessed from being here today. And uh, watching from home on the internet when you're sick is not even close to the same thing. You miss the fellowship of the people. In my Bible, I've got written in 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 6, I wrote end time declaration. End time declaration. And uh, I think we as believers ought to make some declaration in the end time because it's not going to be easy going forward. But we have God's assurance as we go forward that he is in control. And so I'm going to read a few verses here. And Melanie, I'll try not to take a long time because I know we got a lot going on. But uh, I've got two weeks to make up for. Randy's preaching next week, so I've got three to wake up for. Uh, I almost called Pastor Mike up here to let him do something. And uh, Mike and his dear wife are with us today from Greenville. And uh, I'm pleased to have you guys. It says, I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I would say in the day and age we live in, we ought to always be ready. Always be ready. We ought to live our life as if Jesus is coming right now or that our life could end right now because we have no assurance of what tomorrow holds or what the next day holds or what the next hour holds. We don't know if we'll get through this service before trumpet sounds. And we need to live our life ready, and it needs to be ready because the time of our departure is at hand or it's very near. Tim and I go back and forth uh, several times a week about the second coming of Christ. And Tim's a new believer, but he's excited about the fact that Jesus is coming again. And we need to understand when you look at what's going on in our country and in the world, it's lining up. It is lining up, folks, for the Lord to come and take us home. And won't everybody be surprised? I mean, we're going to be. And by the way, if you watch the news, they're already coming up with scenarios of how millions of people are going to suddenly be missing from the earth. I mean, it's pretty amazing when they're already predicting millions of people are going to disappear. Well, I don't have to predict that. I know it. It's written in the book. And we have that assurance. Verse 7, I have fought a good fight. 
I finished my course, and I kept the faith. So I want to encourage you to fight to the end. You say, preacher, I'm tired of fighting. That's all right. Keep on fighting. The battle is not yet won. Now, our spiritual battle, our internal battle is won. But there are people yet left that we need to take the gospel to. We need to be faithful in sharing Christ. This is a fight. And if you don't believe it, just look at who they're trying to silence in our own country. The only people they're trying to silence is, and they're calling us the fanatical Christian wing. And I'm glad I'm a fanatical Christian. Right? I'd rather be a fanatical Christian than a fanatical fool. All right? So don't be afraid. It's a fight. Yes, it's a fight that we're in. But here's the thing. You need to fight to the end, and you need to finish strong. See, it doesn't matter what happened behind you. What you've got to focus on is what gets ahead. You still have fight left in you. You say, preacher, how do you know I have fight left in me? You're still here. I still have some fight left in me. And uh, I'll be honest, when you're closed up for two weeks, you want to go find something to stomp on. Right? You want to find somebody to embrace and, and engage in, in, in talk. And we need to keep the faith. There's so much pressure today on the church to compromise to lay down the truth for the sake of acceptance. I'd rather be accepted by Jesus than anybody in the world today. You see, Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. He's the one that provided my, my home, my, my way out of this world into one yet to come. And my allegiance is not with this world. It's with the only one who was willing and able and worthy to pay the sacrifice for my sin debt so I could spend eternity with my heavenly father. How dare us? How dare us not keep the faith? This faith is something that is, it, I don't know about you, but it's real for me. It, 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 it secured me. It encourages me, even in the midst of sickness, it encourages me. I, let me say this. Even in the midst of times when I get depressed, and Pastor Mike, I do get depressed sometimes. What is it I hold on to with that faith? Because that faith doesn't change when I have a difficult time. Because the keeper of my faith is still within me. He's still working. Verse 8, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but I love this, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Oh, Tim, there's a reward awaits. You see, we shouldn't be discouraged. We should be excited. We should be looking up, not looking down. Listen, our redemption <laughs> has been paid for. It's been made final. And our destination has been made secure. And the king of glory is going to come and crown us with glory in that day. Oh, church, there's a reward coming. 
Learn to love his appearing. Learn to love the fact that he's coming again. Don't, don't back away from it. when People say, well, we've been hearing that for 100 years. Well, actually, it's been in the plan for several thousand years. And God has already programmed the end. It's been written. And I will say to you, not only is it written on pages, but it's written in hearts. You know, they can burn this book, but it's still in our hearts. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Go to verse 16. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsake me. I pray that it may not be laid to their charge. You know what we need to be willing to do? Stand alone. Stand alone. Stand. I'm glad, Pastor Mike, you have a church that stands for the word of God. But there's not many up there that do. There's not many here that do. And sometimes pastors can feel very lonely when they're looking for fellowship within their own community. Because not every preacher preaches this book as it's written. Some of them, some of them change it to fit what they think the world wants to hear. But let me tell you, what is loving your children? Telling, you, telling them what they want to hear or what they need to hear? Which one's loving your kids? Letting them do whatever they want to do? Or setting down the rules? People tell me all the time, Pastor Mike, and the Bible is just another set of rules. Do's and don'ts. Well, guess what? Yeah, there is do's and don'ts in this book. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not covet. But how about the do's? Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Love your, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, there, this book's book of do's and don'ts. There's one particular do, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can't leave that one out. It's not anybody who's good. It's those who put their faith and trust in Christ. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one came, comes to the Father but by him. Verse 17, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and all Gentiles might hear, and I was devoured out of the mouth of the lion, delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Stand alone. He delivers us. He's with us. Do you know the Lord's here today? And it says he would, he would strengthen us. He would deliver us. I don't have to worry about the end. My end, is, my end is all set. This body is old and tired. But there's something inside that's still really much alive. And it's never going to die. It's never going to die. And he's going to deliver me. In verse 17, the Lord stood with me. He strengthened me. He strengthens me. 
that by me the preaching might be fully known. Verse 18, the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. And verse 22, the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be unto you. God's grace is eternally with me. It's with me. Now, church, here's my question. Now, we're going to get back into some praise and worship and testimony. But when you leave the building today, what, what are you taking with you? Or is it all staying here? If it's all staying here, we might as well close up now and go home. If we can't take what we learn here today and what we hear today and the encouragement we get today, if we can't take it out there, it's just been a waste of time. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God under something. We need to display and exercise that power. 